Hi guys, welcome to Dustin the Blind Minnesotan podcast. Today I want to talk about something very important to the disabled community, like no matter what your disability is. Um, the biggest issue with the disabled community who can't drive is transportation. Um, transportation is such a pain in the butt in the disabled community that a lot of disabled people can't live a normal life without access to it. Um, because, you know, we can we can rely on our family, like our brothers or sisters and all that stuff to drive us places, like for work and our doctor's appointment and stuff. But eventually, they get tired of doing it. And then they become bitter. And they see you as a problem. Um you know so then you know they find you as annoyance and then you f- and then they get annoyed at you and then you get annoyed at them and it just causes issues um so today i'm kind of and then you know with metro mobility not being so reliable anymore cuz guys metro mobility is only going to get worse metro mobility is only going to get worse because all these seniors that are baby boomers the biggest generation in the united states are all getting old, their eyes are not working anymore, their body's not working anymore, and what's going to happen? They can't drive anymore. And because they all live in the suburbs, what service are they going to call? Metro Mobility. And what service does disabled people require in the suburbs to travel around? Metro Mobility. So then, uh, and what company is having issues finding people in Minnesota and all over the world, transit companies like Metro Transit here in Minnesota, Metro Mobility, they can't find enough drivers, right? So when you have an increase of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of clients in the suburbs of Minneapolis and a bunch of other cities, all saying we can't drive anymore and... um. You mean we need to get to our doctor's appointments, grocery stores, and then you have thousands of disabled people living in the suburbs saying we need to get the appointments and stuff. What's going to happen is Metro Mobility is going to say we have too many clients. We can't. We don't have enough drivers. We don't have enough money. Um, we're what we're going to pick one clientele over the other. And I'm going to say, you guys, as disabled people, we're going to get screwed in this department because what's going to happen is Metro Mobility is going to choose seniors over disabled people slash baby boomers because they're going to say is baby boomers pay taxes. They paid into the Social Security system. Um, they worked for years, and sometimes they're taking Metro Mobility to still work. They're contributing money into the system, more money than disabled people are. And also, the seniors are more willing to get hurt and injured than dis- young disabled people are. So, um, so then they're going to put seniors over the lives of disabled people. So now if like you're disabled and um, 
and you need to get to work and stuff, you're not metro mobility is not going to be reliable because they're going to they're going to provide the service to senior citizens over you. So um, now you're screwed. But my biggest thing is what I'm trying to get this message out in this podcast is us young disabled people need to move into the first ring suburbs of Minneapolis and St. Paul or we need to move into the city. I know right now Minneapolis and S- Minneapolis especially St. Paul's doing okay cuz St. Paul um the whole covid lockdown thing isn't affecting didn't affect them so much because St. Paul is mostly a single family housing city. Most of their most of their property is full of single family homes, and then they all come to downtown Minneapolis for work, and then they go back to their single family homes in St. Paul. So St. Paul is more you mean of a single. And of course, they do have the capital and and the government offices in St. Paul that some of the people do in St. Paul do go work for. But most of I'm gonna say maybe fifty two percent to I'm guessing fifty two percent to sixty two percent guessing they come to they go to downtown Minneapolis for work so downtown Minneapolis after the office building people empty people can start working from home you know people people stop spending money because they're not going there to work anymore in the office buildings and so downtown Minneapolis isn't doing the best right now in some parts of Minneapolis, like South Minneapolis, a lot of the gas stations used to get traffic from people leaving downtown on their way home. So, you I mean, when everyone worked at the office, downtown Minneapolis was getting money. But now when people can work from home, office building owners in downtown Minneapolis have to say, okay, the world is changing. Let's turn our, par- our office buildings into apartments. So then more people can move into downtown Minneapolis, work from home, live our buildings, and then pay us rent, like residential rent. Um, and then their buildings, you know, can have daycares in them. Their buildings, they can keep the skyway open. So can you imagine like leaving your apartment going down to the floor below you and then there's a daycare, a Walgreens, a Planet Fitness and all that stuff. Oh my God, your life will be so convenient. You mean so convenient. But the old people who own all these office buildings in downtown slash baby boomers, they're not getting with the change. So once they get bankrupt and they have to sell the buildings to young people, um, things will slowly change. Or once they die, young people that get inheritance of these buildings will say, okay, off work from home is work from home is the future. Let's turn my dad's building where, where he's losing thousands of dollars off into apartment building with a daycare, a planet fitness, an eye care place, and and make money. So us disabled people we need to start moving into the first ring suburbs, you know, and downtown Minneapolis or the first ring suburbs of St. Paul, like Roseville and St. Anthony and be close or live in downtown St. Paul because with met with, with these baby boomers keep getting older and older and older and older 
the metro mobility that lets us travel independently in the suburbs is going to get suckier and suckier and suckier and suckier. And eventually, metro mobility is going to be so swamped, um, it's going to have, it's going to collapse. Because, you know, we, we, we can't keep on throwing money into metro mobility because if we keep throwing money into metro mobility and, this, and the baby boomers keep on, keep on using the service, even if we hire extra hundred drivers, the baby boomers are just going to make those hundred extra drivers become overwhelmed. So because there's so many of them. And then like, and then if like we keep on hiring Metro Mobility drivers, it's never going to be enough because of all the baby boomers that need it. And eventually our state's going to run a deficit trying to hire all these Metro Mobility drivers that, and bus drivers that we're trying to move all these baby boomers around and disabled people around and we're going to, our state's going to lose money. But to make it easier on ourselves, um... We need to um, take city buses because one city bus in coming from like, for example, Robbinsdale to downtown Minneapolis can hold 60 people to 70 people. That if, if, if we, if we, if people start taking that bus, that saves the state five drivers, five Metro Mobility drivers from driving just people around. And then we can use those five drivers, those, then, they can, then we can use those five Metro Mobility drivers to actually drive seniors in need and disabled people in need who can't afford to live along a regular bus line. Does that kind of does that kind of make sense? Because us disabled people, we need to start moving on to regular bus lines and then start taking regular public transportation to our jobs because no matter cuz the state the state prioritizes regular city buses over metro mobility because regular city buses make the state more money and more profit than metro mobility does so the state's always going to prioritize the regular city buses first so that's why the regular city buses always come on time. They're always reliable. And they always will get you where you need to go. So, so pretend if like you need pretend if like you work at Target in downtown Minneapolis, right? And you live in Robbinsdale. That bus that and you need to take the 1030 city bus, that bus is always gonna come between 1030 and 1040 every single day that the schedule says it's gonna show up. And, and you can just hop on the bus and you know that bus, no matter what, is going to get you to downtown where you can get to work. Minneapolis, sorry, I should make this clear. But Metro Mobility, like, oh, cool, you call them three days ahead of time. Last minute, they cancel. And now, like, you don't know how, like, you're going to get to work. If you take the regular city bus, you don't have to worry about Oh my God! What if what if the bus doesn't come tomorrow? How am I going to get to work? You can just hop on the bus because you know it's going to show up, and then you know you're definitely going to work. So that's why when I moved to Columbia Heights, Columbia Heights has like two buses. Sorry, three, 
it has the 11 that goes from downtown Minneapolis through the North Minneapolis Art District and then in, on to Central and then through Columbia Heights and it ends at Columbia Heights. And then it has the 10 that goes from downtown Minneapolis down through just in regular Northeast Minneapolis, the new Northeast Minneapolis, goes up Central into Columbia Heights and then it goes down central through Columbia Heights, through Fridley, all the way to Blaine, the 10N. And then if you're on the 10U, once it hits Columbia Heights, that's when it goes to University and goes through Fridley and Blaine to North Town Mall down on University. So, you know what I mean? So I chose where I lived because I can get all the way, I can get to any of the stores on university uh, on university in Fridley and I can get to any of the stores on Central in Fridley and then I can get to the North Town Mall in Blaine and I can shop in the winter I can shop in the mall and then if I need to go downtown to see my doctors and stuff and see my friends who like live in the south part of the metro I can still take the bus t- into downtown and I have Metro Mobility, but I only use Metro Mobility to go visit my friend Paul, who lives in Champlin, or to go to my dentist that is in Robbinsdale. So, you mean? So that's, and then once in a while, I might take it to go to the Mall of America, or might, when I don't want to take, when I don't feel like I want to take a bus that day. You mean? So I do take Metro Mobility. But Metro Mobility is only like my emergency public transportation. Or if my brother wants us to meet out in Brooklyn Park at a place that's not next to the bus line. That's when I'll try to use Metro Mobility to get out there, have lunch with him. And then, you know, I can take Metro Mobility back. So, um, so you know... So I use Metro Mobility as like emergency thing. Like I'm going to some place that doesn't, where it's not easy for me to get with public transportation. So, um, you mean, but, um, but, you know, I chose where I live. And then even if I wanted to go to Robbinsdale, I don't have to take Metro Mobility. I can just take the 10 to bus to Northeast Minneapolis, get off at, get off in Northeast Minneapolis, wait for the 32. And then the 32 only comes once an hour. But if I show up a little early, I'm not going to miss the 32 bus. And the 32 bus will take me all the way to Robbinsdale and drop me off right at the, at the transit station right next to my dentist. So you mean, so if I, so even if Metro Mobility says, nope, we're not taking you to your dentist today or tomorrow, I can say, okay. And then I can just, yeah, take me going to Northeast and then taking the 32 bus to Robbinsdale. Yes, that's going to take a little longer than just me taking Metro Mobility. But at least I know Monday through Friday, that bus is going to be there and it's going to show up at the time it said it's going to show up. So, you know, some of the first ring suburbs that you might want to, you might want to look at that has good public transportation for us disabled people to use are of course Columbia Heights cuz you know, I live here. Some areas of Fridley, definitely if you live on University or Central, 
you can get places there. Um, Blaine is kind of Blaine. The only part of Blaine that's good if 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 you live next to the North Town Mall. But if you don't live next to the North Town Mall in Blaine, Blaine is not good if if you need public transportation, um, because that's where the bus kind of ends. And the North Town Mall, Bl- in Mall in Blaine isn't really deep in Blaine. It's just on the Blaine Fridley border, because half the North Town Mall Mall is in Blaine, and half the North Town Mall is in Fridley. So, um, so then you know you can. Um, you can live, you know, in Fridley on University or Central and be okay. You can live in on um, Columbia Heights and be okay. In the St. Paul Metro, St. Anthony's good. Rosedale's good. Um, and then on the Minneapolis side, too, you have Brooklyn Park is good. But Brooklyn Park is not as public transportation friendly as like my where Columbia Heights is because Brooklyn Park you have to live along the 724 bus to get public transportation because the whole point of the 724 bus in Brooklyn Park is to get you from the Starlight Station in the the main shopping mall in Brooklyn Park to Brooklyn Center where you can hop on a bus from Brooklyn Center to go to downtown, to come to Columbia Heights, to go to Robbinsdale. You mean, so pretty much the 724, just the whole purpose of that bus, it comes once every hour, is to get you to Brooklyn Center, where you can hop on the bus and kind of go anywhere you kind of want to go. And then there's Brooklyn Center, and there's Robbinsdale, there's New Hope, there's Crystal, all first-ring suburbs who have public transportation. But what's with their public transportation is that they their, their public transportation normally start, starts in the middle of a shopping mall and then it'll take you into downtown Minneapolis because those buses are kind of made for, uh, oh, cool, I live in downtown Minneapolis and I need to go shopping in Robbinsdale. Then you hop on that bus and you go out to Robbinsdale, do do your shopping, and then you hop on that bus and you, and like you kind of go home. Um, and then St. Louis Park is is a good area too, but St. Louis Park and that's on the south end of the metro. But St. Louis Park is kind of expensive, so if like you're to move to St. Louis Park, you want you want a roommate. Edina is also a good option. But it's but it's expensive. So you might if you want to move down, there's a disabled person you want a roommate. Um, B- Bloomington's expensive because the Mall of America, the airport, the Great Wolf Lodge is all there. So that's super expensive. But it's a good area to move if you can find a roommate. And um, Bloomington has a very good bus system because Bloomington they they have buses that come every hour. But the buses go to the Mall of America and to St. Paul and to Minneapolis and to St. Louis Park and Edina. So if you live in Bloomington, you can get to like Edina, you can get to St. Louis Park, you can get to Mall of America and Bloomington, of course, the airport, and there's buses that get you into St. Paul because these things... The, the, the thing separating Bloomington from St. Paul is the Mississippi River. So 
So pretty much if the Mississippi River dried up, you can just walk from Bloomington into St. Paul. Um, so then, so then, you know, Bloomington is almost like a Columbia Heights where it's because it's kind of smashed in between Minneapolis and St. Paul. You kind of have good public transportation both ways, but Bloomington is like super expensive because of the airport, the Mall of America, and a lot of disabled people, even non-disabled people want to live in Bloomington because they want to be close to all the shopping malls and around the Mall of America and the Mall of America, and they want to be close to the airport. So then they can take a bus to the airport and travel the world. So um, so that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad place either. So Plymouth is a first-ring suburb of Minneapolis, but Plymouth has like multi-million dollar single-family fo- single, single homes. So Plymouth, unless you, you're a disabled person that wins the lottery, um, Plymouth is not a place you want to go. And also Plymouth doesn't have good public transportation out there. So they have some, but they only run in the evenings and in, the, and in, the, and in early in the morning because it's made for white-collar business workers who just need to get from home to downtown work and then take the bus back home. It's not really made for you to go shopping or and all that stuff with. But if like you win a million dollars and you can have all like your groceries delivered to you and and you only want to and you and you only want to go to downtown once in a while, um, Plymouth is also okay. Um yeah, but I'm just saying that like and then if you go to like Robbinsdale, New Hope, Crystal, a lot of their apartments their apartments are built on the bus line. So, um, and, but the issue is a lot of their apartments are older. A lot of their apartments are like those gray apartments with the AC unit um, concreted into the wall. Because, like, they're built more like my condo, where, like, when, like, you look at it, it looks like a freaking gray, like, fortress, a brick fortress. But then, like, when, like, you walk in, they're pretty modern, and a lot of them are built like mine, where the where the AC units is like concreted into the side of the wall, and then the apartment is heated by radiators. So radiators are little pipes along the floor, along the floor that is like sealed in a white container, and then water flows through those pipes, and then electricity. Then there's wire around those pipes. And then electricity heats up those pipes. And those pipes release, release like heat waves. And then those heat waves heat your place. So so hip, a lot of hippies say like my kind of apartment because my apartment doesn't use gas to heat slash condo. So it's, it's very, very earth friendly. My, apart, my condo is very earth friendly because it uses electricity while it uses electricity to cool. And it uses electricity and water to heat, and not it doesn't use gas. So my part, my condo slash apartment is very, very green. And then because my and because it's made of bricks, you know it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be be like replaced every year, saving trees in the rainforest and stuff. So a lot of the apartments out in like Robbinsdale, Crystal, New Hope. 
that are built along the bus line or is, is like they're built similarly to my condos. So then you know when, when, when a tornado or something comes, your building's not going anywhere. Um, and then there's a lot of apartments along those bus lines who are like where you can find rent for under 1300 because um, those apartments are built and made for young people who are just starting off and for disabled people who don't have a lot of money or for seniors who didn't save up money well and they need some place to live. So, um, so that area is pretty good. And Brooklyn Center, Brooklyn Center is, is a pretty okay neighborhood as long as you don't live next to the transit station. Because all the trouble from Robbinsdale, New Hope, Crystal, they all take the buses to Brooklyn to the Brooklyn Center transit station and, and they and then they do their trouble things there. But you know, as long as like but if like you're living in an apartment, your apartment's gonna have security. So you mean but because we're disabled, okay, a lot of the new apartments in Brooklyn Center, they have underground parking. So you know what I mean? So if like you have a car, you could just park underground, shut it, make sure no one follows you in, and then no one's gonna break or steal anything from you. Because a lot of the new buildings have security. Um and then um but if you're a disabled person like me who's visually impaired and you don't drive, as long as people don't break into your building your stuff is going to be fine. And a lot of the new apartment buildings in Brooklyn Center that are near the transit station have very good security. And there's always someone watching the cameras. They always have a security guard. So, yeah, so yeah, so if your apartment's next to the transit center, the transit center is going to have some action once in a while during the night. During the day, the transit center is pretty safe. At night is when the action happens, but... You don't have to worry because your building has security and you're going to be fine. But some of the older apartments in Brooklyn Center that are more made for us low-income people, they're disabled, they only have surface lots, but at least the building has security. So if like you're a disabled person and you, and you have a car, the, the only thing that might be taken is stuff in your car. But you mean, but if you're in your building and everyone follows the security protocols and you mean, and the security guards doing their job, no one really will come physically into the building because a lot of the buildings in Brooklyn Center have, um, that are next to the transit station have very good security, even if they're kind of like old buildings. But you know, but the good thing is, if like you want to live in the suburbs like me, but don't want to live in Columbia Heights. Brooklyn Center is a good place because you can walk to their station. You can get out to Robbinsdale. You can get out to New Hope. You can get, out, you can get here to Columbia Heights because the, there's an 801 bus that goes from Brooklyn Center to Columbia Heights Monday through Friday. And then from Columbia Heights to, to St. Anthony. And then from St. Anthony into Rosedale. And then, then the bus ends at the Rosedale Center where you can hop on a different bus to get to downtown St. Paul. So if like you live in Brooklyn Center, you can do Monday through Friday, you can easily get to downtown St. Paul and you can easily get to downtown Minneapolis. So Brooklyn Center, if you want to live in a suburb environment, 
Brooklyn Centers is a really good spot as a disabled person for you to take the buses and stuff and not have to rely on Metro Mobility. And also, Brooklyn Center, when like you're looking out, because I almost moved to Brooklyn Center when I was looking at condos. And the good thing about Brooklyn Center is when like you're looking out your apartment or condo windows, you can you can see all the single family homes in the distance with their trees and their gardens and their during 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 the summer and their plants and all that stuff while you're still living next to public transportation. But the only negative about Brooklyn Center is if you want to go shopping like Walmart and stuff, you have to take a, you have to take the seven twenty four bus and kind of take the bus up to the Brooklyn Park like starlight station where it's kind of in the shopping mall and then and then you can shop in brooklyn park then hop back on the 724 bus and then take it and then take it back to brooklyn center where you live um because this the reason why i'm saying it's just easier to go to brooklyn center when like you live in brooklyn park is because um, this the buses that take you to Robbinsdale and Columbia Heights and St. Anthony and stuff, there it's kind of it's only works Monday through Friday. So so and then they only come once an hour. And so it's just more of a pain than it is just to go up to Brooklyn Park and shop in Brooklyn Park. And then the Starlight Station up in Brooklyn Park has like a Target, it has a Cub Foods, and then across the street the street's not too busy um, as long as you listen to the talking sign. There's an Asian grocery store and all that just right there. And then, of course, you know, there's a African-American shoe store. And you know I mean, and then there's a rainbow clothes. You know what I mean, so and then there's a and there's a planet fitness. So if you live in Brooklyn Center and you don't want to pay for L.A. To, LA fitness, you can take the 724 bus, go up to Brooklyn Park, and then, and then you know, and like walk right there and you have the Planet Fitness. And you can do all this without relying on Metro Mobility, um, a service that's falling apart. Um, and then because of all the baby boomers who are claiming the service. And then, you know, and then because if like, because if you live in the first ring suburbs and you take that first ring suburbs public transportation, you're getting like good public transportation to go where you kind of want to go. But, you know, but, you know, when like you look out your apartment, like, or your condo window, you're still seeing green space. You're still seeing, um, like me in Columbia Heights, like I still, I, I have the university and central buses right there. So when I go up my front of my building, I have the shopping, the strip mall, I have the Columbia Heights transit station and all that stuff in my front end. But when I look out my back window, I just see a bunch of single family homes, a bunch of trees. You know I mean, I see kids during the weekend, I see kids playing outside and you know I mean, so I can still get the public transportation I need and I can still get like the suburban feel and I'm not relying on Metro Mobility to get me everywhere. A service that's going to become overwhelmed and it's going to become broken and it's going to become unreliable. Um... Sorry to say, people, but it's the truth, and I'm only speaking the truth uh, because I care about my my disabled community in the state, 
and of Minnesota and beyond. If you're if you're listening from Africa, and you want and you're thinking and you're disabled thinking about coming to Minnesota, this this will help. If you're a disabled person in Arkansas thinking about coming to Minnesota, this information will help. You I mean I'm just making this content to help my community here in Minnesota that's disabled and visually impaired. My most of my content is to help visually impaired, visually impaired people because and blind people because that's the community that I'm in of the disabled group. But the blind and visually impaired community and the um other disabled communities like autism, mental health disabilities like schizophrenia and all that stuff, um, cerebral palsy, I mean, all these other disabilities that affect people who can't, that can't function like a full person and so they can't drive like a normal person and they have to repub- rely on public transportation all faces the same issue. We all face the same issue and... And, you know, and I took Metro Mobility, like, since 2017. And every year when more people, more baby boomers can't drive anymore and they can't, and they, and they have to rely on Metro Mobility, the Metro Mobility service just keeps getting worse. And... Worse and worse and worse. So that's why when my mom and dad moved to Florida and they said, okay, Dustin, we're going to help you find a place up here in Minnesota. I'm like, okay, I need to live in a place where there's public transportation because I, when I started looking, I was hearing the horror stories from everyone everyone who uses Metro Mobility. Even when I was going to school at Noka Ramsey, Anoka, Anoka, Metro Mobility wasn't reliable picking me up. I needed to go to class in Metro I, of course, at the time, I was living in Maple Grove, and I was trying to get to Coon Rapids, but and to me, that's only half an hour drive. Metro Mobility can't even get me to school. If Metro Mobility can't even get me to school, why, and so I can do my classes and, and improve my health my, and improve my career, and then I was trying to go out to see my friend Paul. My friend Paul was trying to come see me, and Metro Mobility kept on turning down our rides. I'm like, no, when I'm going to find my forever place, I'm going to live in a place where I can take the city bus because Metro Mobility is falling apart. So um, I didn't want to be in a place where um, I had to feel trapped because cause, cause I'm one of those people who like to be outside and like to go outside and do things. If my only way of public transportation says, nope, we're not picking you up today because we're overwhelmed and we don't have enough people driving, I'll be pissed. I'll feel trapped. I feel, I will feel imprisoned. Um, I will feel like, why is the universe doing this to me? Why do I, why am I cursed? But here in, I could pay for Uber, but when like you're limited, when you're living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, even when I was working full time minimum wage jobs, Uber is expensive, and I need that money to pay my bills and stuff. But, but here at public transportation, when I when I feel like I can just walk out to the bus, stand there for the ten minutes. Oh God, I missed the bus. Oh Columbia Heights, thank God the the ten bus comes every ten to fifteen minutes. 
I just stand there, another bus comes, and then I can still keep on going where I'm going. I feel free. I feel like I'm not trapped in a cage. And, you know, I just, I just feels good not to rely on Metro Mobility. Like, the only reason why I'm, I, have, I still have Metro Mobility is to see my friend Paul out in Champlain where there's no city bus and the only choice is Metro Mobility. Or to go see my dentist, go to my dentist in Robbinsdale. Because you know that, and because you know, right now when you like you're on when you're disabled, it's hard to find a dentist. So finding a doctor for me is simple because I'm re- I'm right next to the University of Minnesota, so I just go to the Emma Fairview for everything on the University of Minnesota's campus because that's where they have all the residents. the The residents have good doctors, and you know I mean it's University of Minnesota. The Emma Fairview offer it's still affordable care, and I still have co-pays and stuff. But like Hennepin County Medical Center in downtown Minneapolis, that I get for free. But that medical care system, they don't really care about you. But Emma Fairview in Northeast Minneapolis, where that's like the neighborhood below me, Emma Fairview, they still help people with disabilities, and they and they still take good and they still take my insurance. But I still get co-pays. But I'm willing to pay some co-pays and get good medical care than to go to Hennepin County Medical Center in downtown, get no co-pay, but get shitty medical care. So, you mean, so then you, so then, you know, like I can get doctors and stuff easily with my state insurance. And then when I am working my work insurance, but you know, the big thing I suffer with is dentists. So, you know, I just take Metro Mobility to whatever dentist I can get to just so I can get my teeth clean and pray that the dentist does a good job. Because sometimes I'm always nervous about using my dentist as medical assistance because um, sometimes, like, are this going to do a horrible job because I'm not giving them a lot of money? So, you mean, it's just, is you mean, I just want, if someone's, like, buffing my teeth, you mean, I want to make sure that they're actually doing a good job, even if, you know, I'm disabled and I can't give them a lot of money. So I just take, you know, Metro Mobility, go to my dentist because that's hard to find. And then go see my Paul, my friend Paul in Champlain. And my, um, that's why I have Metro Mobility for, other than that, 95% of my life, I just take the, the city bus because the city bus system is not falling apart it's still working. It's still reliable. Um, I don't, they're not going to call me the day before and say, ha, ha, ha. They're not, we're not going to come pick you up today, I guess. You have to miss work. Ha, 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 ha. And like almost laughing at you, you mean? Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm blessed. I'm very blessed for a disabled person. I count on my blessings. I um, I'm thankful for my grandpa for helping me financially. I'm happy for um, my mom. You mean my aunts who love me and want me to live a free, independent life, and not all disabled people don't have that. So they're forced to live in sucky situations where they're forced to rely on metro mobility. Because they can't live in a paradise like I do in Columbia Heights. So um, so I know I'm blessed. And this is 
a person's view from a blessed side of the world. Um, me, as a disabled person, I live better than 95% of other disabled people, in my opinion, because I get, I can, I can save, I have the opportunity to work, save up money to buy new furniture. I, um, you mean, I have people, I can go volunteer at the library and kids are not making fun of me because of my disability because I have some sight. So I only really need to use my cane once in a while. So I'm not judged as bad as other mostly 100% blind people. Um, you know, I can just, or disabled people, because to me, oh, cool, when, when, when the, when the streetlights talk, I don't need to use my white cane because I can see enough that I can see the shadows of the cars. So then, you know, I can see, okay, there's a car shadow moving this way. I can't go. You know what I mean? So I only have to pull out my white stick when I'm out in the suburbs where they don't have talking cross lights. So my disability is very hidden. And because my disability is hidden, I can do more normal people stuff. And because I can get more normal people stuff, I'm a little I'm a little bit more blessed and that's how I'm able to do the things I do here in Columbia Heights. But if you're completely blind or you're in a wheelchair, you're not going to have the same opportunities as me because your disability is way more obvious than um, someone like me, because sorry to say, in this disabled community, the more disabled you get, the more shitty discrimination and opportunities you're going to get. Sorry to say, but that's the way, because I'm in the sighted world sometimes, in the disabled world at the same time, because I have enough, to, I'm a, I have enough sight to blend into the sighted world a lot of times. And but cuz a lot of sighted people they don't understand there's like with vision loss there's like a middle ground. So um so I can kind of to them they're like oh Justin's just acting weird. He's looking close to the screen. He's just acting weird. You mean they're not like when I worked at the Mall of America like half my coworkers did not know I was visually impaired. Because they were just like, one day my boss asked me, Dustin, why are you acting so weird and going like an inch from the screen when like, when like, when like you're doing the cashiering? And I said, because I'm visually impaired and I can't see the screen. So that's why I have to go an inch away from the screen so I can see it. And they said, they said, just buy new glasses. You need money. You never, our, our insurance has glass, has glasses. We'll just get you new glasses and then you don't have to get an inch away from the screen. I said, guys, these are my readers. These are, if I, if I didn't wear these glasses, I would see only an inch in front of my face. These glasses help me see the two feet in front of my face that I can see. Um, without my glasses, I'll, I will be, I would have to use my white cane for everything. Um, and I said, so I said, my glasses are not to make my vision 2020. My glasses are so I don't have to use a white stick for everything. Because without my glasses, I can't see five feet in front of me. With, with, with my glasses, I can see five feet in front of me. So I told them I'd rather wear glasses than use a white cane because 
if I used if I came in this job using a white cane, high chances you wouldn't have hired me. That's what I literally told her. And I said, and the only reason why I got this job is because I can hide my disability from you when I first came in and I got and I got the job. And I did the job interview. Because if I came in here with my white stick and my white cane, you would have never hired me. You would just say, oh, the job is full. And then when, and then when the next person comes in that's fully non-disabled, you would have hired them. So I kind of, so I, with my, because my disability is not as bad as other people's, I can kind of trick normal people that I'm normal and then I can get the opportunities that I got. And do I feel guilty? Nope. Because I want to live in this nice condo where I'm living. I want to, I don't want to live in Section 8 housing unless I really, really have to. If I get put in Section 8 housing, I'm not going to complain. Because living in Section 8 housing is better than being homeless, sleeping underneath the bridge. But, you know, I prefer living in me and my mom's condo in Columbia Heights, where I have public transportation and not have to rely on Metro Mobility for anything. Well, guys, I hope you guys like this podcast episode and I hope you guys have a good day. Bye-bye.